On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. Pentecost Sunday, you've heard it. It's when the early church, we celebrate how the early church received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so open your app. If you have the app, open it up because I got some things I want you to take with you today. Got several things I want you to take with you today. Uh, I want to give you a quick flyover, kind of a historical flyover of this day before we celebrate this day. There's a whole bunch of instruction that God gives to us. He gives us all this instruction. He says, hey, listen, this is the way life is. This is the way I, I, want, I want to reveal myself to you. And then it's recorded. It's all recorded. He revealed himself here, revealed himself here. And he constantly does that, right? Well, Pentecost Sunday goes way back. It's not just, we, we celebrate it because it's in the New Testament, but really it goes way back into the Old Testament. And the Old Testament, God is constantly getting us to a place where he says, I need you to remember, I need you to celebrate, I need you to remember, I need you to celebrate. And I'm, I'm going to put it this way. This is the first of your notes. God gave numerous instructions for his people to party. That's the way I see it. It is consistent. Throughout the Old Testament, God's saying, I want you to celebrate that. I want you to party on that. I want you to party this. I want you to party that. It, it is all over the place. And so as they party, as the people party, he begins to set out this structure of this regular periods, moments in the calendar where you go, oh, you got to party there. 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 And there's this celebration moments that are constantly happening, much like our families. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. Oh, we have four birthdays that month. You know what I'm talking about? This is the way the Old Testament does it. And the way it does it is it uses a thing called feasts. Now, for those of you who are interested, this is this, this, this first piece that's in the resource center. It's called Feasts in the Bible. This is one, this is one of my go-tos. This is right off my shelf. So I, I get this, and this takes all the Hebrew feasts and says, here's what it was, why it was, where it was celebrated, when it was celebrated, how it was celebrated. Because there are things that I read. I don't know about you. I go, what the heck is going on? Anybody ever do that? You're in your Bible, and you're in your Bible, and you're like, why are they doing that? Why do they do that right there? And when it comes to feasts, etc., so this just lays it all out, right? Day of Atonement, Feast of Booths, Rejoicing, Feast of Dedication, Feast of Lots, uh, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, all the different Hebrew feasts. This is like four bucks, or five bucks. I think it's five bucks. If you're interested, if, you're, if you go, I'd, kinda, I'd geek out on something like that. Now, for me, I geek out on stuff like that. Because it helps me understand the context of where, I'm, where I'm, I'm watching these things happen. If you're interested in feasts of the Bible, the Hebrew feasts of the Bible, this is available. I just thought, I just wanted to share it with you, so there it is, okay? In the midst of that, you hear about some of the feasts today. You hear Hanukkah. Some of you hear about Purim. Some of you will hear about Yom Kippur. It's in here. What is Yom Kippur? It's in here. And I don't have time to teach on that stuff. So, and, then, and so, again, God gives us this instruction. He says, hey, I want you to remember, so I want you to party. And so there was this thing called Pesach, or Passover. He says, hey, this is the day that I delivered you from Egypt. And I want you to celebrate that. And then, and then he goes, oh, wow, you guys really worked hard. I want you to have a Shabbat, Sabbath. He said, I want you to take this day off. I want you to relax. I'm like, oh, right? He gets in here and he says, hey, it's a new month. I want you to party. Rosh Kadesh. It's the new moon festival. I want you to feast. It's a new month. Isn't that great? It's like, really? It's just, 
For us, it's, oh, i got to start writing six instead of one, or instead of five. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, now it's June. No, no. God says, oh, no, it's a new month. It's Rosh Kadesh. I want you to celebrate the new moon. And as the old moon goes away and this new moon happens. And then there's these seasonal provisional parties. What he calls harvest parties. Shavuot. Right? These Shavuot parties. These harvest parties. And they're happening all over the place. And today we're going to talk about this harvest party. You and I call it Pentecost. But that's not what the Old Testament called it. It continues to evolve throughout the Bible, and things get added to it. God adds things to that day. Again, in the Old Testament, this day, Pentecost, made several connections for God's people. Lots of connections were happening. And, and you see it happening, and it's like, okay, first they're going, okay, we're going to have this feast, right, because it's celebrating the end of the spring harvest. So look at God. Hey, and by the way, you had another celebration for the beginning of the spring harvest. Now that the spring harvest is over, I want you to celebrate again. Beloved, this is our God. But please hear me. (laughs) I want you to celebrate the beginning of the harvest. I want you to celebrate the end of the harvest. And it just so happens that this day, watch this, is the day that we celebrate the end of the spring harvest and celebrate the beginning of the summer harvest. It's double party on this day. That's the way the Old Testament was laid out, right? That was that the first the feast of harvest was that spring harvest, and then the feast of first fruits was the summer harvest. And so they're celebrated in different ways, but this is what they're doing. And then it became the celebration of the closer of the Passover season, what we just now celebrated. We just had Passover, which was the there was a solemn assembly, and they had the feast of weeks. Jesus, in his life, as we watched it just a few weeks ago changes the meaning of all of these feasts as watch this so you have these calendar moments and then jesus is in the calendar moment and so what was called passover jesus is dying what we like to now call easter resurrection the crucifixion and the resurrection the death of jesus and the resurrection back to life of jesus happens at another feast and they're going Wow, watch this. This happening makes all of that make sense. Wait a minute. Hold on. And Can I just draw it out for you? Here's Passover, just this one. I'm not going to dig into all the feasts because there's a lot of them. But watch this. At Passover, they were instructed to put blood in Egypt, way over here, right? They're getting out of Egypt, right? He says, I want you to put blood here, here, and here on a door frame. And then, watch, they're celebrating Passover, and Jesus is dying, ready, on a cross. Here, here, and here. And they're going, wow, do you see what I see? Jesus is adding all this new meaning to these feasts and these celebrations. Well, again, I I want you to know that this feast, this, this Pentecost feast, is about harvest. Open your Bibles with me. Come on, get, get your Bible. Open up to Matthew. I want, I want to read you something. John the Baptist, John the Baptist gives a future prophecy about this day. He doesn't know that it's going to be Pentecost. He just, he's going to talk about this day. He, again, he doesn't know it's Pentecost, but he goes, hey, someday this is going to happen. And then and he talks about it a little bit beyond, which, by the way, can I tell you a really bad joke? John the Baptist. What do John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Same middle name. 
Okay. You'll get that on the way home today. John the Baptist, Winnie the Pooh. Some people are saying, you're just not happy on Sunday morning. It's okay. <laughs> Tell your face, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay. It just hit me. Sorry, it wasn't in my notes. I'm just doing it because it, there it is. Okay. John the Baptist gives this amazing prophecy. And in, John, in Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 11, here's what John is saying. I'm baptizing with water. Those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Guess what else we're doing today? Baptisms. On Pentecost Sunday. It just happened. I really didn't plan it that way. We just do baptisms on a regular basis, and then it just so happened to fall on Pentecost. Oh, it can't get better than this, right? Okay, watch this. He says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who's greater than I am, so much greater, I'm not even worthy to be a slave. I'm not worthy to carry sandals. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He's ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. He's going to do this harvest work, right? He's going, to, he's going to clean up the threshing area. He's going to gather the wheat. Hear the harvest? Do you hear it? He's talking harvest. He doesn't know it's going to happen on the Feast of Pentecost. He doesn't know it's going to be the Feast of Weeks that this is all going to happen. He's just going, someday this is going to happen, and I want you to know it's connected to harvesting. So he says, he's, he's going to put the wheat into the barn, the burning of chaff, it's going to be a never-ending fire. Jesus then confirms this prophecy. Watch this. Come on, you can get with me. Come on, John, the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus confirms this prophecy uh, about the promise of the Holy Spirit to his followers. John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says, right? He's, he's saying, hey, when the Father sends the advocate, Jesus is ministering with him now, when he sends the advocate, the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, I'm being very clear here, he's going to teach you everything. He's going to remind you of everything that I've told you. And then Jesus gives this incredibly specific, very specific instruction to his apprentices. He's got these guys that he's following on. He's teaching them. He's day by day, I'm going to show you how the kingdom functions. The kingdom of God is among you. I'm here, but the kingdom is here. Watch this. Turn with me to the book of Acts. I know I'm, I'm moving pretty quick here. Stay with me. You can do it. You can do it. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. He gives these specific instructions, and it's not, and watch how he does this. Chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, Jesus has already died. He then rises from the dead. He appears to the apostles from time to time, and he proves to them in many ways that he's actually alive. And he talks to them, I just said it, about the kingdom of God. And once when he's eating with them, he commands them, listen to this carefully, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. In a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus then ascends into heaven, and the disciples are asking in verse 6, okay, so it, when's the time come to free Israel? Because we thought you were going to do all this conquering before the cross, and then you ended up dying, and then you rose again. So we're really confused, because we thought you were going to put the Romans away. Because we're living under oppression. These guys are hurting us. These guys are crucifying us. You're one of them, right? When are you going to do that? Verse 6, when are you going to restore our kingdom? 
You hear it? How many times you have that prayer before God? When are you going to restore my kingdom? He goes, it's not about you. <laughs> they got it wrong. He said, when are you going to restore our kingdom? He replies, the Father has the authority to set those dates and times. They're not for you to know. Oh, but here it comes. You'll receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to tell people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And you have to understand what he just did. He just drew a map for them. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, throughout the ends of the earth. He went, boop, 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 boop. you're going to go. He, he gave them a map, essentially. It was a verbal map. But here's Jesus, and he's saying, hey, and by the way, this Holy Spirit's not just power. It's empower. I'm going to empower you. Now, coming back, a reader. Holy Spirit, fruits, and gifts. If you're not familiar with the Holy Spirit, I, I want you to become familiar with the Holy Spirit. What I did is I, I, put, I took all these scriptures, I took them all out of the Bible, and said, here's what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. There are fruits, there are gifts. And it's a free reader, it's in the Resource Center. I told you I'm pointing you to the Resource Center this morning. It's called Grow on the Go for a reason. But if you're not familiar with the fullness of what God gave to us, this gift, Jesus is talking about, hey, I'm going to give you a gift. Make sure you wait for it. I don't, doesn't matter how long you wait, but once you have it, you're going to be able to do all the things that I've asked you to do. Oh, that's what we need. This is the key. Yeah, this is the key. Holy Spirit's the key. Jesus tells him, go and wait. Wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we all know good things come to those who wait. To those who wait. So his followers follow. Imagine that. His followers are following his instruction and they go to Jerusalem and they wait and pray. And they're all together, they're praying, and in Acts chapter 2, you can just turn the pages, in fact, it's on the same page for me, Acts chapter 2, watch this, on the day of first fruits, that feast, on the feast of weeks, the feast of harvest, those feasts that happen on this day, 50 days past Passover, is this harvest, the prophecy, and the fulfillment, it all happens right here. Chapter 2, starting in verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, that's this feast, all the believers are meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there is a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it fills the house where they're sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. The disciples are here. They're, they're meeting together, they're praying, right? And they're given this supernatural communication. Oh, here I go, it comes again. You're like, what is that? It's called the gift of tongues. That's, that's what just happened here in two verses, three and four. And you're like, I've heard of that, but I've heard it's really scary. I, it is not really scary. God doesn't give us things like that. That's not who he is. Did you just hear me describe our God? Our, who Jesus said, make sure you call him Abba, Daddy. He's a good God. And he gives good gifts. And so there's this gift called tongues, speaking in other languages. If you're going, I've heard of it, don't know anything about it. You know what I did? Same thing I did with this one. I just took all the scriptures and I said, put them in here and said, here's what the gift of tongues is all about. 
Here's how it functions. Here's where it's done. Here's the scriptures. Here's what it's talked about. It's not scary. It's not weird. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's brought up in this first one about gifts. I said, here, one of the gifts is tongues. So you're interested. You want to go, I want to know more about that. I've heard of it. Don't know a lot about it. Here's a reader for you. But when the Holy Spirit arrives on the scene, the disciples, it doesn't, it doesn't take them long Right? They're not going to stay in the room basking in this. Right? I don't know about you, but here's me. Wow, this is awesome. Let's stay right here. Isn't this amazing what's happening right now? They remembered. Jesus said, hey, listen, you wait until this happens then. There's this great big then. And that's what's happening here. They leave the building. They burst into the world. They burst onto the world. And Peter, this arrogant, ignorant fisherman, after speaking in other languages, comes out, and the church is born. He starts preaching. It's amazing. This is the beginning of the church, Acts chapter 2. And, and I want you to see some of the things that are happening. So you got your Bibles, right? Look at verses 17 and 18. Oh, my in the last day, God's going to, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. Your old men are going to dream dreams. In those days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. This is Peter preaching. And he's going, hey, I want to connect the dots for you. Remember when Joel said this? This is what happened today. He's not even going to the recent past of John the Baptist. He's not even going to the recent past of Jesus. He's going, hey, because all of you didn't hear what Jesus told us. So I want to tell you what Joel said. And he connects these dots for it. He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Look at verse 37. Oh my gosh, verse 37, 38. He continues. Peter's words, he preaches a sermon, right? He says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. Pierced their hearts. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, okay, so now what? It's a great question. You and I like to ask, why? Why did that happen? Why is that? Why is this happening to me? Why did I get sick on vacation? Why did my, my, my account go down? We like to ask why. But here's a great question. So now what? Here's what they ask. What should we do? And Peter pours it out. He says, oh man, I'll tell you what we ought to do. Each of you need to, verse 38, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus the Christ. Oh, clear instruction here. Oh, here I go again. What is baptism? Sorry, you guys. It's just, I can have these conversations over and over and over again, or I can just go, hey, let me empower you. It's all there. The, the Bible's all there, but I just wrote it out for you. You're interested. What is baptism? Why do people get baptized? What is that whole tank thing about? And is it okay if we do sprinkling? I was sprinkled as a child. What, is that? what does the Bible have to say about that? That's what these are for. That's what these readers are all for. So I, I, I've written these to have that conversation. And if after reading it, you go, hey, can I talk to you about that? Yeah, absolutely. But here's this conversation. Holy Spirit, fruits and gifts. Holy Spirit, tongues, baptism. What, what, is, what does the Bible have to say about all that? And you can see, clearly, these are easy reads. I, I need easy reading. Sorry. I don't have a lot of time in my life. Your lives are busy too. I need easy reading. But please understand that these gifts and, and what's happening, this, this gift of the Holy Spirit, 
that was promised to these disciples that, that was fulfilled on Pentecost, that happened on Pentecost, this same gift is available to us today. That's what you need to hear. Wait, so it's not just then, it's now. See, watch. Not just Old Testament. Watch, watch. Not just New Testament. Turn past the leather. The present testament. The one you and I are living in. In the present testament, the Holy Spirit is available, ready for you, for me. The Holy Spirit is waiting. Hey, I'd like to help you with that at work. Hey, I'd like to help you with that in your marriage. Hey, I'd like to help you with your finances. Hey, I'd like to help you with your communication. Hey, I'd like to help. And we go, I got it. I'm like, what? why would anybody want to work on their own? When in this present testament, the Holy Spirit's available to us. Pentecost celebrates the gift of the Holy Spirit. That, that God's very life, breath, and energy live in us as believers. Listen to me. God's life is in us. And you know what happens when that happens? Oh, I closed it. I'll show you what happens. Acts chapter 2. I, I, won't, I won't dig in real deep, but I just want to show you this. Whoo! Man, all believers devote themselves to teaching, to fellowship, sharing, and meals, right? 3,000 people, by the way, after Peter said, hey, repent of your sin, turn to God, and get baptized. 3,000 people did that. And then they all devoted themselves. A deep sense of awe came over them all. The apostles performed miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers gathered together in one place. They sold their property possession, shared all the money they had with those they needed. They worshiped together in the Lord's temple every day. We have to go to church once a week. Every day. Okay. They worshiped in the Lord's. They had the Lord's Supper. That's what else we're doing today. We're having communion. It just so happens we always do it on the last Sunday of the month. Look at how good. Beloved, please hear me. I'm just not that good. That the calendar, that we just try and do it on a regular basis. Hey, we want to regularly have baptisms. We want to regularly have communion. It all falls on a harvest Sunday called Pentecost. They're doing all these things. Great joy happens. Great generosity happens. Listen to what happens. All the while they're praising God. Listen to this. And enjoying the goodwill of everyone around them. Everyone around them, later on it says, they loved what they were doing, but they were kind of freaked out, like, I'm kind of afraid of what's going on over there. Like, wow, can you really live like that? They're enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Beloved, this, this is what God has for us. If we'll embrace it. Pentecost, you hear the word pent, Five, this is the 50 days after Passover, right? Pentecost is first about harvest. We need to know that. It's about harvest. No longer just fruits and grains into barns. This is lives and souls into the kingdom of God. That's very different. He wanted us to celebrate these things, right? But then Pentecost becomes about empowerment. The conditions and the resources that we need the gifts that we need for the church to accomplish the mission or the co-mission with him that he has asked us to do. Today is about three things. I want to give these to you. Here's your notes. Today is about remembering what God has done. Today is about celebrating what God is doing. And today is about anticipating what God will do. There's your three blanks. Real easy. Bang, bang, bang. 
Remembering what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. That's what today is about. Today is not just another Sunday. It's a day of remembrance, a day of celebration, a day of anticipation. I go, oh, it's his faithfulness to us. We remember. He's been faithful. So you know what we do? We worship. Well, I don't like singing. Sing anyway. Second great commandment in the Bible. First one is don't be afraid. Second one is sing. Not making that up. There it is. But I don't like my voice. God calls it a joyful noise. Okay? We're celebrating the kingdom. We're celebrating the kingdom and the kindness that leads us to repentance. That God is good to us. It's not, you better repent. Isn't that fantastic? It's kindness. I've done it all for you so you don't have to work. I, I, I got it all figured out. And, and in celebrating that, we're baptizing. See? See, see what's happening here? We're celebrating. We're, we're celebrating in baptism. We're remembering in communion. We're remembering in worship. And then that last piece, we're anticipating what God's going to do. This morning, we're going to pray for the fish fam. As Pastor Ashton moves to Culver City, as he takes a church and says, okay, here's the, the new season in front of me. Talk about Pentecost. Talk about harvest. Talk about, oh, the kingdom going further. Remember what I told you, the verbal map? Jerusalem, Judea, Santa Clarita, Culver City. Do, do you see what's happening? And that's not our ministry. The Lord's going to do all these things that he was doing through Pastor Ashton here. He's just going to go do them there. And you watch it happen. Just You know it like this. Galatians, Colossians, Corinthians. You, that's what was happening. Now it's just Culver Cityans. God is doing this. The Holy Spirit works through kingdom citizens. You and I announcing the good news of, of Jesus that Jesus is king. The Holy Spirit leads us, guides us, empowers us as kingdom citizens. I'm a kingdom citizen. The Holy Spirit uses the word and he uses this. He says, hey, ooh, that's convicting. Ooh, that's revealing something that I didn't want to be revealed. I didn't even know that was there, but I'm reading the Bible. I'm like, Ugh! and it changes people. It changes people. And you know what happens? The kingdom increases. 3,000 people in a day. The Holy Spirit brings glory not to himself. Holy Spirit never goes, look here, look here. Holy Spirit's always going, check out what Jesus did. And you know what Jesus is doing, by the way? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. As you saw my compassionate touch, that's the way the Father wants to touch you. When you hear me gently speak to you, that's the way the Father speaks to you. The Holy Spirit points to Jesus. Jesus points to the Father. The point is the Father. And I know that word's got a bad rap today. I know it makes some people cringe. You hear the word dad. And <laughs> my dad was... <clears throat> I, I know. We're coming up on Father's Day. Probably one of the bitterest, sweetest days. Like we want to celebrate, but many people can't. 
But Jesus said, I need you to celebrate this because we have a good, good Father. The work of the Spirit happens through citizens in the kingdom. And that's how Jesus expands his rule on the earth. In the New Testament, the kingdom of God is among them because Jesus is standing in their midst. But in this present testament, the kingdom of God is among us because the Spirit brings his presence here. So I go, okay, let's go. Spirit doesn't replace or take over for Jesus. Totally different job. He brings presence and power with Jesus. Pentecost is when the church is enlisted into the king's army. Pentecost is when we are equipped by the Spirit for what lies ahead. Pentecost is when the deployment of the church as citizens of the kingdom is sent out into the kingdom of the world. We're citizens of the kingdom of God sent into the kingdom of the world. And our mission is not self-imposed. Our mission is not self-governed. Our mission is not self-generated. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. Soon as soon as you know when you're like, i got to do it, you know that's not God. Because God goes, I'm going to open a door. You, wow, that was easy. Beloved, here's what the Bible says. Jesus holds keys, and he holds these keys, and when he opens the door, no one can close it. And when he closes the door, no one can open it. I go, all I got to do is walk through the doors. I just got to ask, Holy Spirit, is that a door for me? And just because a door is open doesn't mean it's for me. It could be for somebody else. I don't know if you're seeing doors and you go, maybe I should. Holy Spirit will tell that to you. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. One of the gifts is wisdom. If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. and He will give generously and without reproach. James 1.5. I need wisdom. And I'm told to ask. And the Holy Spirit gives it to us. Jesus is on a throne, and he's looking to his kingdom citizens, and he's asking, hey, I gave you what you need. Are you going to go do what you're supposed to do? I'm going to turn these rows into circles. We're going to have a little conversation. It's going to take us about five minutes. Here's what's going on. Uh, these are questions. Oh, I have scriptures first, right? Here's the scriptures for today. I apologize, Karen, not Karen. Uh, Karen's my overhead person this morning. Uh, here's the scriptures. If you didn't have the app, you want to look up some of the scriptures I talked about today, screenshot that bad boy. This is, what's ta- this is what I was talking about this morning. And now we're going to move these rows into circles. Here's the questions I have for us. Here's the first one. What's your takeaway? What'd you hear? All that rambling, all that, that was the pre-ramble, right? Because we're getting into the real part of our service, right? How do you see the Holy Spirit at work in and through you? And the last question is, how can you celebrate your life in the Spirit this week? So find somebody you don't know, find somebody you do know, start having a conversation with